Shotgun look Baker. Good snap, looking to his left, looking for the ball toward the end zone, toward Evans. He makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans. This is Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. Hooters, the official wing joint since 1983. Now your co-hosts, former Buccaneers guard Ali Marpet and Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. We are here in the Hooters Owl's Nest, and I am so excited to be joined, as always, by Ali Marpet, but today by Yaya Diaby. Thanks so much for being with us. How you guys doing? We're doing great. I've been uh, I've been excited to have you on all year. One of my favorite rookies. This guy. Wow, that is a, a quite a quite statement. an honor you, too. Quite a statement. <laughs> Uh, this guy is always smiling, always happy to be here, and I just was really ready to have everybody here. What a great guy he is, and I hate that it came after a very unfortunate loss, <laughs> but we will still hopefully be able to have a little bit of fun here, help everybody get to know you as one of the new additions to the team. But, of course, first got to talk a little bit about that game, and I have to imagine just the emotions with a loss like that, that all losses may kind of count the same in terms of on the schedule, but some probably – you feel a little bit more hurt, hurt a little bit more. Tell us what this one felt like being in the locker room yeah. afterward. Yeah, this one, this one really hurt the most. Like um, other losses, we felt like we should have won, but this one, we know we should have won. So that that's when it hurt the most. And you know, all the guys who was giving it our all, it just it wasn't enough. So that's why I hurt the most. As a rookie. Now, for you, what do you know about how to approach this week even and, and your role with that of like we always talk about like, oh, what are the leaders on the team doing? How are they going to try to set the tone as a rookie? You know, who do you look for to for guidance on that and, and how you feel like you're going to try to approach this week? Oh, well, Shaq, Shaq, Shaq already told me it was like we got that 24 hour rule, put it behind us. So I feel like we got to approach this week. Like more, more, like everyone has to be locked in more. The guys, the guys who's giving us a look, the practice squad guys, everyone has to be locked in for us to get on that edge that, you know, it sucks going four games with no wins, but, you know, we got to get that edge and come out with a win. Yeah, I think that there's something to like take away from it. Like, if that's what you want to do, I mean, obviously there are no, like, moral victories or anything like that but you do want to be able to take away from it right so from here how do you learn from that experience because that that hurt and that frustration can be so motivating like you're just saying throughout the week i would i'm just if i'm not a gambling man but i'd be willing to bet that practice is going to be like dialed up like i just know that intensity will be there and i think that that's Honestly, there's a, uh, it is a positive takeaway, honestly. So, like, if you can learn from it and you know you have the right leadership out there, you know that practice is going to be locked in, you know? Yeah, and how about the idea from coaches? What, is, what has been the message about, you know, this game as you guys went through film session today and outside of just the whole, hey, 24 hours, we got to move on? What are some of the things that you feel like they've been talking about either for you guys as a, as a defense specifically or position coach or, or even for the team overall? Um. It's just the little things like um, the fundamentals that um, most guys are going away from. And we try to put emphasis on it last week coming in on Monday and having practice and going over the little fundamentals. But also it's just us as um, a, a defensive line. We got to get to that quarterback. And I feel like it just helps for the front the front line helps the back backside and the backside help the front line. So for us it's a it's a challenge for us and I feel like we just gotta harp on that and just 
get to the quarterback more. I, and you're right. Like, so defense obviously needs to work in tandem, right? You, you guys, you, your D-line helps the D-backs. D-line, yeah. D absolutely, it's essential. And I'm kind of curious, like, within this game specifically, like, if you do have a quarterback who can sort of be mobile and, like, do different things, how does that sort of impact the way that you're sort of attacking the quarterback? Because, like, even from a defensive line, right, you guys need to be on your rush lanes, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you need to be all consistent and all on the same page. I'm wondering for you, when you do have a more mobile quarterback and you're sort of rushing the quarterback, how do you think about being consistent with your uh, rush lane but also winning your one-on-one -on -one matchup, you know? Yeah, it's just um, keeping them in a the pocket. Yeah. Keeping them in a the pocket. Don't let them um, get – because – if you if you lose contain, somebody on the inside might have won a rush, but because you lost contain, now now it's not a sack. So it's it's really rushing the right way, but keeping them in a in a pocket, you know, helping yourself out, but not getting too high. And when you get too high, that's when you got to convert back because sometimes that B gap that yeah. B gap gets wide open, yeah. and that's where the quarterback really likes to take off. And you know, yeah. So I'm curious though, like if you have like a slide going away from you, mm -hmm. and you have your one on a true one on one, yeah. and you feel like you have an inside, like do you feel like you that's, can actually take that. I feel like that's when you gotta communicate with the defensive tackle. Yeah, you know, you'd be like, "Cover me, cover me." So gotcha. um, that's the thing we do. We just be like, "Cover me." So when I just when, be shouting that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you know when you know a uh, O line is oversetting you and yeah. you know you can beat them on that inside, that's when you tell the defensive tackle like, Yeah, I need you to cover me on this play. I'm about to basically telling them you about to take that inside. Yeah, which nice uh, if you're a guard in that situation. Uh, that means the D tackle that's rushing you kind of has the eyes on the quarterback, right? Because he's kind of have to more contain. Mm -hmm. So at that point, he's not able to rush you as well as and a guard. Like, yes, by it's all fantastic. means. Fantastic. Yeah, cover, him cover him all day. <laughs> it just makes the job so <laughs> much easier. Everything so much easier. Yeah. We're talking to outside linebacker Yaya Diaby. Um, for you guys, I have to imagine, even though knowing as a defense there were some things that didn't go great in the game, to watch the offense put up 37 points, to have that go-ahead touchdown with 46 seconds left, that that's got to be kind of encouraging where in a game where it takes both sides, it takes everybody to watch them kind of be coming into their own a little bit more in this game, it feels like. What was it like to, to watch that performance and what it kind of meant to you guys as a defense? Man, it, it, meant, it meant a lot, you know. Um... Sometimes you don't, we don't see that a lot, but when we actually seen it, it actually kind of driven us to, you know, get a stop. And, you know, at the beginning of the game, we was getting a lot of three and outs, but as the game went on, you know, it just started to slow down and it kind of, kind of hurt us. But, you know, the offense, they had our back this game. I'm not going to lie. And it was, it was very awesome to see. Yeah. I mean, it's great when the, everyone can sort of work together, just mm -hmm. getting that all all three phases tied in sometimes is so again el elusive but it yeah. is really which has uh, got to be frustrating yeah um all right so how about for you now as a rookie i feel like i always love asking rookies this have you had a quote-unquote welcome to the nfl moment where it was like oh shoot we at the next level now um i would say when i first got here going against um big tris <laughs> oh yeah. man i was like i was like dang this guy's the real deal like um I always heard about him and, you know, I always wanted to um, go against him. But being on the same team as him, it just – it was it was very exciting when I first got here. I was like, dang, this guy, he's really good. Like, he's, he's good on the speed. He's good on the power. So, it's just a hard guy to beat. 
I'm curious. Like, yeah, well, what is your way? If you're actually going to try and play, play Tristan for practice, what's your go-to? Um, Cover with me. me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with me. <laughs> with me, with me I, I love um, – my coach used to tell me, like, a lot of work on my long arms. So I try nice. to work on that on Trish. Uh, when I first got here – he told me he was like, dude, like you got you got a lot of power with that with that long arm. You gotta yeah. you gotta start using that using that more and transition off of when a when the old line sits down on that long arm, then you make your yeah. next move. So he was he was you know kind of helping me out a little bit. That's awesome. I love when uh, you have someone on the other side of the ball like telling you how they yeah. see things because it helps you develop your game because you're so limited with like how a defensive line sees it or how an offensive line sees it. Like, all right, this is uh, the way to attack it. But if you're seeing something that I'm not seeing, it's great to be able to communicate that. And usually, I'm only communicating that to someone that I know that I can <laughs> still beat. <laughs> still beat. <laughs> If I'm getting beat by someone regularly, yeah, there's a limit to how nice I'm going to be. So, okay, so let's say, like, you ask Shaq for advice on pass rush moves, and then you're asking an offensive lineman advice on pass rush moves. How is that similar or different in your mind of, like, what you get out of that, of someone that plays your position versus who is going against you? What are the different ways that can help? Um, So if I get something from Shaq, it's basically – Cause you know Shaq is Shaq. Shaq Shaq been doing this for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So so Shaq Shaq has seen it all. So is he'll be telling me something that he see from me that I'm doing, and he'll be like, oh, okay, this what you can, this how you approach it, and this how you can um, better your game off doing this. But when you get something from a O line, it's just y'all just going at it back and forth, back and forth. He like, dang, dude, you just beat me on this move. Um, this is a move you can really keep working on and it can help you out. So it's like that. Yeah. I, like I, lo- that. I love that. The Shaq is Shaq. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we all know. We're like, yeah. yeah. Can't, yeah. can't yeah. go shut yeah, off. Shaq is Shaq. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you said that about how you'd been excited. You'd heard about Tristan and you were excited to face him because I just did an event with him last week where I was asking him about like guys that he was, that were the toughest to go against and all that. And I said at the end of his list of some of these outside linebackers and D linemen, I was like, what is it like for you to know that, like, you're that guy to the other side? That, like, you're the one that everybody says is, like – and he's like, I don't know that people say that. And, like, here his own teammate is already, like, no, saying he, that when he comes Tris in. is that guy. Yeah. Whether he'd admit it to himself yeah. or yeah. not. I thought is. that was a very nice little humble thing. Yeah. Um, so, for you I, – I, and this is what I, I enjoy asking, especially with Allie as our offensive line representative sitting here. Tell me what offensive linemen do that annoy you or that are like the things where you're just like, God, this oh, guy. They're not annoying. <laughs> offensive linemen aren't annoying. <laughs> of course holding. not, never. Holding. Holding, yeah, they, they hold a lot. Okay. Especially when you when you beat them over and over mm. and they like, dang, they I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a desperate thing. Okay, so that's a, a different situation. So, yes, I agree. Okay. When when someone's in – an offensive lineman's in a position where like, all right, I got nothing. I just got to – I'm holding on for dear life. Like, mm-hmm. actually, I agree. That is annoying. Yeah. But, uh, the like, the – the holds that happen throughout the course of the game that you know how to the holds the, the, yeah exactly you you can you can get sort of savvy with it and you know know how to go get away with no calls but yeah holding is definitely yeah. I could understand how also it's also like the the extra shove because you know like when when they do their scouting report they see oh this is a rookie he's not going he's not going hit back or something so they'll try to give you that extra that extra shove and you like. 
dang, dude, what you doing? Like, relax. <laughs> so he, here's here's the uh, here's the thing from an offensive line's perspective. I knew I knew that this was going to be entertaining. <laughs> so at, so I was like... at times, I think you defenses have and defensive linemen, uh, defensive players have uh, a better perspective of the ball. Mm-hmm. So there are times I don't really know what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I got to go until I know what is happening mm-hmm. or until a whistle is blown. Yeah. So like you can see and you're like, dude, isn't that over there? Like, yeah. what are you, you doing? Yeah. What's yeah. the extra shove? And why are you holding me back here? Like, yeah, I'm not gonna make the play. Uh, but I can't see what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And so then got, some of them are just being mean to Yaya. Yeah. And then That's some are mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, some are mean. Yeah. You don't strike me as a trash talker. Nah, I really I really let my play mm-hmm. my play style do the trash talking. If I if I'm beating you and over and over why I need to talk junk forward like I'm, I'm already I'm already, I'm already making you, you. I'm, already, I'm already making you look bad I will say when it gets to the point where an offensive lineman's like holding you out of desperation mm-hmm. and then you say like dude you got nothing but you can all you can do is hold me at this point yeah. I feel like that is sort of uh it's a good that's only like if you're talking trash like that's a good play yeah. it's yeah. a nice casual like it's true and it doesn't feel <laughs> sure. good as an offensive lineman, you know you're getting got. Yeah. You're like, dude, all you can do is hold me. It's like, yeah, I know. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to point it out. Yeah, I know. So just kick them while they're down. Yeah. Don't tell any offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah. No one that. needs to know that game yeah. from Alley. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Back to your co-hosts, Ali Marpet and Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. We are coming to you from the Hooters Owl's Nest. I am joined alongside Ali Marpet by Yaya Diaby. First of all, one of the better names in all of football. It's just, it's so fun to say. I'm sure to you, you're just like so used to this at this point, but all of us have really enjoyed it. So tell us the the story behind it, the origin of the name. Uh, Well, my parents, my parents are from um, Guinea um, in West Africa. And my mom, she named me after her older brother. His name was also Yaya, so that's how I got the name. I like that. So Family t- name. I love yeah. that. I know. It's pretty cool. Um, so them being from Guinea, tell me our, their thoughts on football. What did they What did they know? What did they think of it? What were their thoughts on you playing football? Um, they still don't know. <laughs> they still don't know um, too much about football. Um, it's so funny when my mom watch, watches a game and she just she just gets excited when, when we score or she gets excited when – when somebody when somebody get an interception or something, but every time we make a tackle or another person get tackled, she gets into that mother mother mode where she's like, ooh, oh, ooh. Like, yeah. yeah, like ooh, Love that look bad, that look bad. So, yeah, they they never they never wanted me to choose this sport because I played basketball in um, high school too. She wanted me to choose basketball, but. I just it, the love for football is like way different from basketball. So your mom only cheers if there's sort of no contact. If it's just a, yeah. t- yeah. a touchdown interception, exactly. as soon as there's contact, yeah. she's out. She's out. Yeah. <laughs> this is how my mother watches it too. That somebody like gets tackled, or especially if they don't get up right away, she's like, "Oh, his poor mother must be so <laughs> yeah. worried." Everything is about thinking of the other mothers yeah. and what yeah. they're going through. Um, what so for you? What do you like to do outside of football? You said you played basketball in in high school. What else is uh the Yaya Diaby off the field? What do you like to do? Um, now I just um got into like playing playing the game a little bit. Just um, I normally I normally just relax a lot and <laughs> just watch film and 
do stuff that relates to football. But, you know, I'm trying to find myself more with different hobbies I can do. But right now it's just football. Easily breathe football. Yeah, that is that. a classic rookie <laughs> response. Is. I mean, it's great. Yeah. You know, it's true because, like, you're just – that's. That's it. You're in a new city, yeah. you know, a new environment. Like you, that's all you you're comfortable with. It's all that you know. It's your biggest priority. It totally mm-hmm. makes sense. But in the off season, I'm sure you'll find yeah. some some fun stuff. How yeah. about with the uh, the rookie club? I know you guys spend a lot of time together as rookies. You do a lot of fun events, a lot of things that you get to do maybe outside the facility as well. What are some of the things you've liked about the rookie club and and some of the activities y'all have done? Oh man, I, I honestly I honestly like our whole uh, rookie class. Everyone has their own their own little jits to being a rookie and it's just it's awesome um also when we went to that um to the military base that that one that one was really funny we had to do this little activity with um someone being a cop and someone being a passenger seat in the in the vehicle and it was just the funniest thing ever that's my favorite thing to watch every year because we're going to assume no one that will be a rookie next year will hear this so we don't spoil it. First group, they always come out just guns blazing. And it's oh, like, yeah, it that sounds. I was a cop. I was a cop. And then as soon as um, I heard the, the car shake, I just pulled my gun out and just started. <laughs> it was, it <laughs> I was so funny. There was a lot I of panic be, going on. <laughs> So, I couldn't be a cop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what we learned. You you did this with Donovan, right? So Donovan and I were the same thing. We were the first uh, volunteers to go, and we were acting as cops. And, yeah, and they started shooting at us right away. And yeah. Donovan and I were, bailed immediately. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, uh, at least we can rule out. But for you and I, we're not going to be cops. Yeah, that. that's, yeah. that's yeah. the we thing. We're sticking out. with yeah. the day job. We're talking outside linebacker, Yaya Diaby. Um, I know that for you, I, I love your story of coming to the NFL, and I imagine that this – maybe contributes to what you said about I'm kind of eat, sleep, breathe football, that like you were not the guy that was the five-star recruit out of high school, played at the big school, like just kind of knew the pathway was already ready for you. Um, for people who don't know your story, uh, I know you you didn't get any, what, D1 or 2 or any offers yeah, out of high school, any right? Any offers coming out of high school. None. 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 Would any star? Like, uh, no star. Wow. This is like Luke last week telling us he yeah, was a negative, negative two-star two recruit. Star. <laughs> yeah. Was it just because you were undersized, essentially? Yeah. I was like, I was like, um, I was like two, 200, 200 pounds in, in um, high school. And I did, I, I did. Like I, was, I was 200 pounds. Yeah. I did. I did every, I did everything. I was, um, that's how I felt like they looked at it. You know, um, my coaches used to come up to me and be like, yeah, yeah, they say they like you, but it's just, it's not enough. Well, you're just too, you were too small in high school. Yeah. Where did you play high school ball? Um, a small school in Clayton County called North Clayton. Okay. Yeah. So then when did you, because now you're at like, what, 260 or something or more? 265. Yeah. So when did this growth spurt muscle gain, whatever it is, when did, when did this 60 plus pounds happen? Um, it was my first year at Juco. Um, I played, I played special team, a lot of special team and my, um, D-line coach, he was like, he was like, man, if you want to go to the next, the next level, go to a good, a good school, you're going to have to put some weight on, especially if you want to play defensive end. So he started telling me, he was like, man, you got to eat like three plates at, at lunch. So I was, I was, I was going crazy. I was eating like three plates of like meals. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why now it's like it's hard for me to eat because 
I did all my eating back then. So <laughs> that should have lasted, right? Like that should have been all the eating I needed to do. I don't yeah. need to eat now. It's like yeah, PTSD now. every time it sits yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I could barely, like sometimes I can't even finish a, a good meal just because. Food is no longer fun. Yeah, food. Yeah, I ate so much. What was your go-to? Go. What was your go-to uh, meal? Um, shoot, I'm I'm really a wings type of guy, so I, I eat yes. a lot of wings. Hundred wings at a time. Yeah, yeah, well, we got you some Hooters wings. How about there that? You yeah, go. Yeah, we'll get I'll those wings it. in there. <laughs> I uh, it's so funny how many guys we end up having on the show that are talking about the need to like put on pounds and how people. I think everybody just assumes all of y'all are just built this way been, been big yeah. yeah like i'm telling you if i show if i show an old picture and just now you'd be like dang like i was i was muscular because i played sports but it wasn't like like how i am now yeah well i mean it, it like it's calories in calories out so like in order to gain a certain amount of weight you need especially if you're expending a ton of calories yeah, you so need much. to consume an insane amount of calories so there's no way to like circumvent that you know yeah there's no way to go around it you just gotta, you just gotta do it and it sounds terrible yeah um so then i know when you didn't get those offers you had to get uh, a job to get yourself through this time and you was you, the job at the airport was that your your main one yeah so yeah, tell everybody airport. what you did at the airport as you were trying to make make your way here i purposely yeah. didn't tell Ooh, Allie any just, of this yeah, I was his reactions. yeah i did um i did a wheelchair assistant i did a wheelchair assistant and and it was it was it wasn't fun but but it was it was fun helping helping people that was the fun part but then you'll run into some people who Life is kicking them in the butt, and they just give you a hard time, and all you're trying to do is really help, help them. them. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I had a thought recently. My my flight got super delayed, and I got in like a, like uh, 2 in the morning or something like that, and I just felt for there's one person that had to wait for someone that needed assistance, mm-hmm. and that poor person just seemed so miserable <laughs> at the airport. <laughs> two first, in the, the wheelchair, Two yeah. in the morning waiting for the wheel, wheelchair. It's a brutal job, I think. Yeah. yeah. So what do you feel like you – learned having to do this as a way to get yourself to that next level for college for NFL and and the job itself how do you feel like that time shaped you um it just helped me not to take nothing for granted like um, my mom always told me like just um when you're able to do certain things just just go all in and and don't don't look back so in high school, I kind of, I kind of lacked, lacked in some things like grades and stuff like that, and didn't take it as serious as I wanted to. But when I got to like college, and when I got to Louisville, I was, I made sure I went, I went three, three back, back to back year with um, ACC honor roll, like just, just hey, little stuff, awesome. yeah. All right. just little deal. stuff like that, just to, you know, just to stay on top of it, just. Because I made that mistake in the past, I don't, I ain't not doing it over again. Man, that's yeah. incredible. I do think that's that can be so beneficial in some ways of like where you you learn kind of what the alternative would be, mm-hmm. and then it makes it where even the bad days doing this, you know, after tough losses like Sunday, I'm sure for you, you have that extra perspective of what it could be if not this. Yeah. Um. So for you, so you work at the airport, you do that job, and then you end up going to. Georgia Military College, mm-hmm. which is a JUCO, yeah. but it is not a normal JUCO. Yeah, it's a military, military college JUCO. JUCO. Yeah. So yeah. tell us what is different about this than a regular JUCO. So when we got there, when we got there, you know, I had I had a 
a lot of hair that was like, that's the first thing you're going to do. The first thing you're going to do is cut your hair. Oh, the devastation. So, so I had to cut my hair and then um had to like move what, shave, into the, shave like, all shave the way it down? all the way down. Oof, to, brutal. They had like a little a little ruler to where your hair couldn't be a certain a certain height. So, so yeah, I had to do that. Then we moved into the um the military home, and then we had to wake up every day for formation. We had to march every day, and then one day one day they made us sing happy birthday to the building, to the building. History, man. Like, yeah, yeah, they were like they were like they were like wake up early. Some guys wanted to skip it, but they couldn't because they went looking for everyone. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had to get up and go sing our birthday to the building. So it was fun, though. Did you know that you – I mean, obviously, it's in the name, but were there other options other than the military school? Um, it was it was in Georgia. It okay. was in Georgia. And uh, one of my one of my close friends, he was like, yeah, man, they have a, they have a tryout. They have a tryout down in um, Millersville at Georgia Military. We should go. And I was like – Man, to get football back in my life, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. So that's how it happened. And I, how did you feel when you started getting there and realizing what this really was going to mean of, like, the military part of it on top of everybody else? Was there a moment where you were like, what have I done? Yeah, it was just, yeah. It was when I when I cut my hair, I was like. That's the moment. Not the formation. I was like, dang. Then I was like, oh. <laughs> then we started doing the formation. It, it was like it was like a good thing for me because it was just helping me just um just stay you know disciplined and stay respectful and just everything my mom taught me so for me it wasn't hard for but for some of my teammates that was there it was hard for them because they that's not how they was raised so it was way harder for them yeah. that's incredible so you you go here and then you eventually get to transfer to Louisville um what was it like to go from, I mean, this kind of JUCO to then Louisville, bigger program, bigger stage, all of that? What was that transition like? Man, it was it was awesome. The um, my very first game there, man. I because at um at GMC we didn't have fans, so <laughs> we didn't have Your fans. Mom didn't it, come, I mean, come yeah, we had dude. parents, but it wasn't like no big big stadium. Yeah. Like it was just like a little high school stadium. I so. Got you. So then, first game at Louisville, man, it made me it made me shed a tear, you know, cause cause all the um, cause yeah. cause you know going from the airport and not not having no offers and you know taking the long way the long route to get to this point. So you know, first game shed a tear. But then after that, it was kill mode. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a quick what a switch. switch. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's incredible. I love it. And he take, just says it with this big old smile. Yeah. He's like, and then I killed him. Like <laughs> 30 seconds to take it in. Yeah. And then you get after it. That was incredible. All right. We're going to take a quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Hooters. The original wing joined since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Once again, your co-hosts, Ali Marpet and Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. We are coming to you from the Hooters Owl's Nest. Ali Marpet alongside Yaya Diaby. We were just talking about your journey, high school to JUCO to Louisville. Um, tell me about the draft process for you, where I imagine after you kind of weren't recruited out of high school, 
was was there some nerves about what now this next jump would be like uh, and and what it was going to be like in terms of trying to tell teams what you were about um yeah man that drive process was it was very long it was it <laughs> was it was long um cuz when i went to the senior senior bowl that's when i um started talking to different different coaches and different different organization and that process that process was long and when I went to the combine, that's that's the first time I really talked to Tampa because I don't even think I talked to Tampa when I went to when I went to the um, Senior Bowl. So I really only got to talk to Tampa one time. I really didn't think I was gonna come to Tampa, but I love how often I hear this. I feel like we're just like ultimate stealth mode in pre-draft very, things. Very very sneaky. Very very sneaky. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so could. funny. Cause I remember, I remember when I had the um, meeting with Tampa. As soon as, as soon as I was leaving, it was like, so, so, what you gonna run? So, what you gonna run? I knew myself I was gonna run a, a good time. I just wanted to surprise everyone, so I didn't. I kept that to myself and just wanted I like to this strategy. Just, Smart. just surprise everyone, and they like, dang. So, so I went and I did that. And the time for the record was a four five one. Yeah, not too shabby That's at all. Unbelievable! A ridiculous time. Uh, you also got the second highest athleticism score at the combine, Whoa. which I didn't know was even a thing until I found this stat on Yaya. What was your? Uh, do you remember your vert? Vert was a thirty-seven. Yeah, it was the that second highest athleticism awful. score among defenders in his class, which is incredible. Um, did you do what you expected to do at the combine? Did you like how, because you didn't tell everybody what you expected. We don't mm -hmm. know. Was that better? Worse? Where, where did you think you'd do in all those different tests? Um, well, I kind of disappointed myself in oh a broad my jump. Gosh. I disappointed, broad yeah, jump. the broad <laughs> jump. I disappointed myself in a broad jump, but everything else. Um, yeah, the 40 was awesome. My 10 yard splits was through the roof. Um, I was happy about the ten yard split. The the vert I already knew I could jump, so I was I already knew I was gonna do that. So so yeah. That's great. No so no pro day for you then or what? No. Um uh, yeah, the pro day was just um just going just um doing drills with yeah. different coaches. Yeah, once you feel sense. that good. Oh yeah, you like, do that at the combine, you're shut like, no, it no, down. no, no. Um I feel like that we now know that Josh Allen didn't watch the combine because then he'd have known he wasn't gonna outrun you yeah. in that game for yeah. your first career sack. Exactly. I feel like you definitely as you talked about trying to surprise the Bucks with your speed, I think you've surprised a few people around the league that you are you are big. You are a big dude. You don't come across like someone that's going to have that kind of closing speed. Yeah. I feel like that's got to be something you know you can use to your advantage of like, I don't think they're going to see this coming. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Catching, catching people off guard. With yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky. Yeah. The, the best is the sneaky strength. The guys that don't look that strong. Oh, and then yeah. you get that long arm in your chest. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So then after you have the combine, you get drafted in, in the third round. I mean, that's incredible, especially, again, lo looking back at your story and everything. What was that like when you got the call, you knew you were being drafted, and pretty high up? Man, I'm telling you, I, um, I cried. I cried. Mom, mom was sitting. And then sharing. flipped the kill switch, obviously. And then you flipped <laughs> 30 <laughs> mom, seconds of crying. No. Mom was sitting next to me. My whole family was there, man. It was a, it was an amazing, amazing time for me, you know, just – all the hard work and all the things I've been through and, you know, just always having good people in my corner, like my parents and my siblings. So, so it was just a awesome time. That's unbelievable. I imagine that's much higher than you expected. You were yeah. in the draft. Yeah. What were you thinking? What were, what were these people um, saying, telling shoot, you? They was, they was talking like, um, late third, late third, early, okay. early fourth. 
So that's awesome. With your parents being from Guinea, where do you feel like that influenced you? The the idea of where they're from, their background. What are the ways that you've seen that shape who you are to this point? Um, just like I said, um, don't take things for granted. You know, um, them being from there. They don't come from a lot. So my family, we don't we don't come from a lot. You know, all we know is working hard and, and getting to where we wanna be. So so that that that's how I wake up every day and just attack my day, you know. Just there's no tomorrow, you know, you gotta attack it day by day and just just keep moving forward. And you're the first guy to wear zero yeah. in the entire Buccaneers team history. You will forever have that as something is that something that you thought was pretty cool is that did yeah, that contribute that, to you wanting to wear it yeah that, that that was awesome that was awesome and you know i was um i was talking to my family and then it was like it was like yeah man um to think about it like you came out of you came out of high school zero star came Ooh. out of everything zero Ooh. zero so so it just um it really it made me feel even more more excited and more honored to you know where to where the number a little reminder where you've been. Exactly. Love that. I like that. That's pretty cool. Um, and I know Baker took the number you had in college, so I'm sure that contributed to it as well. Yeah, also, yeah, it is. It is. Okay, so zero is your second yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the a life. way better <laughs> story, dude. Yeah, the Baker that. part had nothing to do with it. It was yeah. all for that thing. Um, so for you, what do you feel like is football-wise what you want to work on the most now to, to finish out your rookie year in terms of whether it be pass rush moves or some of the things that you feel like coaches are, are telling you they could see for, for you to grow in? Man, I just I just want to play my role the right way. You know, I just want to – for me, I want to help this team out the best way I can because I, I feel like we're, we're going through something right now where um, we're in need of somebody to – be that guy to just um, bring everyone up and, you know, um, make plays. And and I'm going to work hard. I'm going to keep working hard in practice, you know, keep showing coaches what I can do and try to get on that field and, and make plays. And I'm just trying to help this team out a lot. I'm trying to help this team out a lot and more years to come. Yeah, I think sometimes it can be uh, challenging, though, uh, when you when you're – Switching reps, right? Like yeah. to get a feel for the game. It's exactly, like an edge rusher. Man. It's the it's the it's the hardest it's the hardest thing, man. But you know, that's all you can do. Control what you can control, you know, and just um take it take it play by play. What are the things that you feel like you've learned from being around, you know, I mean you got you got some great guys in your room with Shaq and Joe Tryon, Choinka and Anthony Nelson. What do you but they're all three very different players. What do you feel like are the things that you've learned from each of them? What are what are the things that kind of each of them bring to the room that you can say, all right, I want this from this guy, I want this from this guy, like the different yeah. things that you've learned? So like um Nelly Nelly's like the second coach. <laughs> Nelly 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 knows everything. So Nelly's like the second coach. Um Shaq Shaq is just like I said, Shaq, Shaq is Shaq. Shaq is Shaq. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Shaq is Shaq. So um, any any little moves I can learn, I I go to Shaq. And with Joe, it's just um, just being being this um, this age and him being the same same age. You know, just his mindset and how he approach it at this age and at this time since he's been in here for for three years. So you know, with him, it's just more of the mental and just how to how to attack how to attack things i like that one of the i mean uh, obvious uh, Shaq's strengths is his 
get off. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like for you, has he been able to provide any sort of tips or feedback on how to to do what he can do? Or is he just like, just be built like me and that's what it takes, yeah. So with Shaq, I, I, uh, with Shaq, I kind of looked on YouTube. I I searched I searched Yak, uh, Shaq up on YouTube, and I looked up ways that he what he does in a game. And what I learned is he kind of look at the he look at the clock. He look at the um, the little countdown clock and see that's when he takes off. And and I'm trying to add that in my package, but you know I'm just taking it step by step and eventually it's going it's going to help me out a lot. What know? are your favorite pass rush moves? Um with me is my um my long arm cuz a lot of tackles can't handle long arm in this league. So um and I have some good strength. So I got yeah, I got I got some good strength okay. so I feel like um my my long arm and my speed, my speed to power is something that I um you know go off of I'll yeah. give I'll give you a little bit of uh, tips uh, if uh, man, Hit me with I, am it. I allowed Hit to? Me with okay. it. Yeah, so, go ahead. No, well, as I was saying is I think that those guys that can be versatile, right? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it's nice to have something to fall back to, yeah. right? So your long arm, that's your go-to. Yeah. But if you can threaten with other things, mm-hmm. it just makes the game so much harder for an offensive lineman. Yeah. So you, if you can actually threaten with speed mm-hmm. and you can threaten you know come back inside and you can threaten with speed to power yeah. all those things that's what makes it difficult for offensive linemen and if you have that athletic skill set which it sounds like you do <laughs> and it shows up uh that's that that that's really what gets offensive linemen yeah so what do you think would be those next moves that you're like all right this i'm good at this i've got nailed what would be the moves that you feel like would be most beneficial for you to get a little bit better at? I feel like um, the cross chop. I've been working mm-hmm. uh, with the cross chop with um, Kalaja a lot because that's that's his go to. Yeah, he's good with that. Move. He's yeah. really good at that. So um, I've been working the cross chop with him and just trying to add that to my tool as well. Yeah, it's nice to try and work those in practice when mm-hmm. you can. You know, just as a little, little change up. Yeah, we're talking to Yaya Diaby. Um, you brought up Kalijah. I uh, I have to imagine that it's been fun to be a rookie alongside him and get a chance to watch him. While I'm sure it was really hard watching him get injured and miss a lot of time, then he comes in and I mean, man, it's like he never missed any time yeah. and. It's almost like he's not a rookie either. Some of the, the numbers and stats, getting a couple sacks already. Mm-hmm. He had three tackles for loss in the game, which is the most by a Bucks rookie since Vita in 2018. Wow, not awesome. a bad rookie nice. to get compared to. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what have you seen from Kalijah, both in terms of on the field and then being kind of the quote-unquote leader of the rookie group? It's, you know, whoever your first pick is kind mm-hmm. of always tends to take that that leader role in the group. What's it been like with him? Um, Yeah, it's just the way he, he approached the game, the way he approached it. He take this, like, very serious like when you sit down and talk to him about like pass rushing stuff like you you can see the enlightenment in his eyes because he he's very passionate about um pass rushing and and that's that's something i i take from him you know i I try to try to ease my way in and you know um getting some adding some more tools in my in my toolbox with um talking to kalaja and you know we just we just all goofy in our own ways, you know. We got we got Voss, that's you know, that's his brother since they came uh, from Pitt together, then we got Jose, so that's like our little our little group, you know. So we we always help each other and uplift each other, you know, whenever we're down and keep each other going. Yeah, it's so cool. This has got to be one of the biggest rookie classes, right? That came in. It was a huge group. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, so 
you know, it's not rare, but the fact that you guys are so close and have such a big class is so special. Mm-hmm. And you got so many guys on defense and also so many guys that are sort of expected to show up too. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's unique. You have a bunch of rookies that are expected to perform and uh, perform at a high level, not so much in the backseat, you know, uh, red, there's not a lot of red shirt years, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah though that's really true. What is um, the hardest adjustment in your mind from college to pro so far? Um, I would just say for me, it's just, um, the playbook, you know, um, me being, me having a, you know, drop cause I didn't drop at all at, at um, at Louisville. So, you know, it's deal. a little adjustment for me, you know, but, but as I keep going on, it's just getting way easier for me, you know, and that's another thing like Joe, he's very good at, um, dropping. So I try to look at the way he, he approached that and the way he, takes on on his drops and his rushes and it's just little things like that that's helping me out a lot so how about learning bowls scheme you talked about that with the playbook and you are getting asked to maybe do a couple things you didn't in college what are the things that you like about his scheme and that you think help you in that position and then what are some of the things that were like oh man I got to start kind of figuring this out because we know it's he likes to make it complicated for the other team Mm -hmm. but you don't want it to be complicated for you guys. So how have you tried to make sure that you've got that figured out and some of the things that you've learned uh, of what it's like to, to play within bowl scheme successfully? Well, um, first learning it, I go to Nelly, you know, yeah. Nelly, coach. Coach. yeah. Go to coach. I love that you just said he knows everything. Nelly, I love that. Nelly being a coach, I go to Nelly, <laughs> Nelly for, um, for, you know, just learning things with the playbook and just me being in the scheme. Um, I feel like, feel like they are they're trying to get me more and more involved in different packages and things just to get me out there and and for me I just have to learn it and do it and do it so just like I said I go to Nelly 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 is my guy um he he helps me out a lot with the playbook and try to break break it down to me the best way I can understand it that's a big deal. One thing that's also really cool about Coach Bowles, I feel like some coaches will have like, all right, this is the scheme. I'm going to teach you how to do my scheme. What Coach Bowles does, I think, so well is he can say, all right, I've got this athlete. Or I've got this mm-hmm. skill set of an athlete. How do I incorporate that mm-hmm. into the scheme? Like, how do I get the right package for you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And again, it'll take time and all that stuff. But I think that's really unique. And you're fortunate that you get to experience that because there are a lot of coaches in the NFL that like, this is it. You have to do it the way that I do it. And this is how this is. It works. So do it this way. So. And how about the idea of having some guys on the defense? We've talked about the guys in your room specifically, but then I think about Vita, I think about Levante and Antoine in particular and the level that they've been playing at this year, which even for them is just wild. What is it like to be on a defense with talents like that and the way that you try to learn from them, even at a different position than you? Yeah. Levante, oof. Right? That's, that man. I mean, that's everyone's everyone. That man, there is no way he's still moving that fast. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I love I love watching him, and he's such a such a great leader. And Antoine as well, he's such a great leader. And that, and he has a knack for everything. Like, he he's somebody on the defense that when you look at him, you like, you like, dang. Why? Why am I not going hard? Like you see, you see the way he, the way he practiced, the way he approached everything. Like you'd be like, dang, why am I, why am I taking the, this day off? Why am I taking this playoff and seeing somebody like that going hard all the time? Just like Levante and just like Vita, they just approach this game so, so much different, and they, they want 
high success for this defense. And for us young guys, we just got to buy in more and, you know, just help, help where we, where it's needed. That's awesome. All right, we are going to take one more break here. We have another segment coming up on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. We are here in the Hooters Owl's Nest, and it is time for our final segment here with Yaya Diaby. And uh, in the commercial break, we were realizing you got you got clay in your hand. You're moving around. Tell me, tell me what this is. Is this a stress ball? Is this a hand workout thing? What do we? What are yeah, we doing? just um, just helping out my my fingers. You know, um, I kind of. Dislocated one of them, so just I helping. Just kind of dislocated. Just a little, just a little <laughs> dislocation. Yeah, so I'm trying to get the my strength back in my fingers, and you know that's that's what I've been doing this whole time. That's awesome. No working out during our radio yeah, show. Yeah, no interviews here. off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly right. I love that. Well, okay, so for you guys, I know that there's a lot of measures of success for your position group in particular, but looking at sacks, QB hits, QB pressures, where do you feel like your group, what, what's the grade you guys feel like you'd probably give each, give yourselves to this point in the season? And, and what are the things that you feel like it's going to take to get some of those numbers a little bit higher to where you want them to be the rest of the year? As a defense or position? As, let's say position group for now, outside linebacker. Um, for position, man, I, I feel like for us as a position, we got to do better. We got to do way better. We got to um, help help the guys out in the back, back more and just finding ways to – communicate and just um if we have to communicate with the d tackles to just like a cover me or something like that like just different stuff to help us out to get to that quarterback because that's what we're lacking right now you know um getting getting pressures on on quarterbacks and i feel like that's what's going to help this team out a lot and you know they always say it start with the front line and for me like that that always been like a, a big thing for me when I was at Louisville, you know, um, my coach, my D-line coach, Mark Ivey, he always told me it starts with y'all. So I took that I took that to heart, you know. Whenever they try to call out the defensive line, I took that to heart. And and it helped us out a lot because um, we, 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 we got a lot of sack, uh, sacks at um, Louisville. So I just feel like we just got to be more, more bought in and, you know, just – helping each other out, you know, because um, if, if, like, how it is here, you know, you got you got your starters and you got people coming off, coming off the bench. I just feel like if you got your starters, you're, the people behind you should be just like the starters. So that's where, for me, I got to do way better for myself and helping the team out. If I'm coming in the game, it shouldn't be no lack, no down. It should keep rising and keep elevating. Yeah, I'm I'm totally unbiased, but um, the I think the best teams, right? O line, D line, tends to like the ones that do well in the in the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl. Offensive, defensive line starts with them, and especially when you have like a defensive line and you have outside linebackers, edge rushers that can the backups can get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It is so defeating. So <laughs> let me just uh, paint the picture a little bit. Like as an offense, you feel like you're moving the ball, you're doing what you got to do, mm-hmm. and then they bring in the next guys, right? Yeah. And those guys can still get after exactly. it. And you're just like, like, when am I going to get a break? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, because they're fresh. <laughs> you're and not. I'm not. And they're actually still can actually play. Mm-hmm. 
Like, so I think it, it just the know mental, that, side, that of mental that, yeah. side of that, like when you have your backup guys that can come in and get a pass rush, it's, it's unbelievable. So it goes a long way. Yeah. We're talking to outside linebacker Yaya Diaby. So now looking ahead to the Titans, knowing that you guys obviously are going to feel like you've got to get a W, break the streak at this point. Um, I know you played against Will Levis in mm-hmm. college, right, last year? Yeah, I don't like him. Uh, oh, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> let's, Perfect. Yeah. Even, even better. Say more about that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he went to Kentucky, and you know um, Louisville and um, Kentucky were rivals. So, yeah, I didn't like him um, at all. Like when he came to our – to our stadium, he was throwing the L's down a lot, so I, I really didn't like him. Like when we went to Kentucky, my last final year, got some hits on him and and a sack on him. So you know, seeing him, seeing him at the next level is gonna put a little bit more urge and more fire in me. So you know, yeah. Well, that sounds great. You got a little sack <laughs> celebration if you get a chance to uh, sack him. Oh, uh, I've been I've been saving it for the for the right set. Right, this right, feels yeah. like the right set moment, the right yeah. moment so, to yeah, me. Yeah, this, this could be the moment. Yeah. So you have it in your mind. You know exactly what it is. You just yeah. you've been waiting. waiting for the moment. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure you're not going to tell us what it is. No, I figured. <laughs> I, I had to ask. It's my job. I had to ask. Um, and then also, all right. So let's talk a little bit about. I know you don't like Will Levis, but both what he could bring in terms of what you guys are going to have to look out for, other than him just you know being mean, apparently. <laughs> so tell me what what you remember about him uh, X's and O's wise. Um, he's re- uh, he's very a uh, poised type of um, quarterback. Um, he will he will make bad decisions, but at the same time, he makes a lot of um, good and 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 like at a point where he's trying too hard to make make plays. So I feel like. For us, like a defensive line, if we if we can get in his face, if we can get in his face, it, it will really mess with him a lot. Yeah, I That's think that great. when you get into a young quarterback and then consistently, there's going to be a mistake. There'll be an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about how important turnovers are, right? So, like, if you can get those opportunities, that swings the game. Exactly. So. And then, so how about Derrick Henry? I feel like that's uh, quite, a tall, quite a tall order. Uh, I, I remember when I first saw him in person, and I was like, that is a running back? What? That's, that's doesn't a make sense. Doesn't defensive compute. end. I don't understand. So what is that like to know you're facing facing him? Yeah, never seen him in person, but um but I know I know he's a guy that um that teams team focus on when they're when they're playing the Titans and, and I know we're gonna be focused on him because they're gonna try to pound the ball and get him a lot of carries. So that's how we're that's how we're gonna manage this game a good way if we can stop him then that's going to help us get um, pass rush opportunities and get to Will Levis. Yeah. I don't know. Y'all are finally back at home. Uh, this is quite a stretch here of a lot of road games. I love asking rookies this in terms of just what you love about playing in our stadium and then also how you're handling the cannons at this point. Oh, yeah, the cannons get me every time. Like, I don't <laughs> Still know what it is. Yeah. To, yeah, huh? I, I don't know what it is. Like, I'll be sitting there and I I just hear just boom, boom. I'm like, damn, why is this going off at this time? But, <laughs> but yeah, the cannons is like the Bucks. Bucks fans are awesome, man. They're they're always showing love every time. Every time we come in for like warm up, there multiple fans already there just waiting on just to see us. And you know, for me, I love putting a smile on somebody's face because I'm always smiling. So I love putting a smile on somebody's face. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just awesome, awesome fan and awesome environment. 
That's awesome. Well, Yaya, thank you so much for joining us and taking the time out. And really, we do just uh, so appreciate you coming on. And, and you are such a, a, a light around here. Like, you are always smiling. You have such a great attitude about it. We just wish you nothing but the best and uh, good luck against the Titans. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And thanks to all of you guys for being here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio.